0: This is the word of God from the Household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read something tonight while we take our seats. Romans chapter 12. Romans 12 or let's read Colossians 1 9 first. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. You know where Colossians is? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled With the knowledge of his will. To be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The knowledge of his will. Paul said, as soon as they told us that you guys are now born again, we began to pray. And this is what we are really praying about that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. There is the will of God. And you must have the knowledge of his will. Mm. We will somehow take this into success on Sunday. Because we're going to begin to talk about something very crucial Sunday morning. In 2022, you are going to be exceptionally great. God has no small plans for anybody. However, they don't happen accidentally. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like all we've been talking about in the month of November, good marriages don't happen accidentally. Okay? So, bad things can happen accidentally. Good things, they take time to construct. If you push your TV down, it will break. But if they ask you to fix it back, problem. Anybody can break anything. But only people of knowledge can fix. The word is so negative that it is very easy to destroy. But very difficult to construct. All you need to do is to take your phone and smash it against the wall. That's the end. But if they ask you to manufacture a phone, you will need prayer. Hallelujah. Words that build up are difficult to say to a kind man. Words that destroy are very easy to say. So, Paul said, I am praying that you should understand the will of God. Why is this very important? I am praying that you should understand the will of God. But I want to show you something. I was going to ask you to sit down. Uh, let me start this way, that. There are certain things about your life that God will not talk to you about. It will not reveal to you until you pray. Until you show interest in Him showing you His plans for your life, there are certain plans that will not be revealed. In Genesis 25, let's start from verse 22. Genesis 25, 22. It's a story you know very well. of Rebekah, and when Isaac and Jacob were in a womb, The Bible says, and the children struggle together within her. Listen, when ideas, opinions are struggling inside you, it is time to seek God in the place of prayer. When I don't know whether I should travel, leave Nigeria in 2022, whether I should marry or not, whether I should start this business or not, whether I should leave this job or not, You are baby struggling inside you in form of thoughts. You will need to pray. Now the Bible says, and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? Why am I like this? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Verse 23. There was no way for our imagination to have captured what God said. Do you know how many great things are laid ahead of you by God? That you don't know because you don't ask. God's plans are amazing. And the Lord said to her, Two nations, this is powerful, not even two people, two nations are in your womb. Hmm. Sit down for a while. When you hear God talk like this, number one, those babies are preserved. When God tells you the future of your babies, no death will take them. I you what I'm saying? So the Bible says, Two nations and your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowel. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder. Ah, I don't think Isaac knew about this. I don't think Isaac knew about this. This was a private communication. The elder, the elder shall serve the younger. Isaac didn't know this. But as Rebecca began to pray, it was communicated to her. Hey, number one, there was no scan machine that time. So she knew by the spirit that there were two babies in her. Let's not take for granted that now they will scan and tell you, but nobody, there were no scan machines that time. But the Spirit of God told her. Number two, she got to know that they were both boys. By the Holy Ghost. And then they told information that might not be very palatable, that the elder will serve the younger. She must have said after hearing from God. What is the meaning of this? If you don't ask God, about certain things about your life, you might not get an answer. Then you are going to live not working in his purpose for you. And that's dangerous. Number one, when you are not working in his purpose, you are open to attacks. Number two, nobody becomes great in God by God's definition of greatness without understanding God's perfect plan for your life. But if you don't take time to pray, but I want to show you something in Romans. When it comes to God's will that you pray about, there are three categories of God's will. And that is what I want us to look at briefly today. 2022 is coming. When a man finds God's will for his life, there is peace, there is contentment, and there is blessing. You will not become a billionaire, you might not be might not be part of your calling. But there is this joy and satisfaction and divine provision. It comes with God's will. It will never order for something and not sponsor it. Are you with me? Glory to God. Because this will begin to affect your prayer. There are those who are like their prayers are eating the rocks. When you are praying away from God's will, you will have problems. So you go from mountain to mountain, hills to hills, rock to rock. <laughs> okay, Romans 12. Let's start from verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the might of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, only an acceptable of God, which is your rich neighbor worship. Now, you must memorize this in my secondary school. But you did not go to my school, so no problem. Verse <laughs> two. Be not conform to this world. Don't blend and follow the trend. Don't worry. This is just introduction. The Bible says, "But by you be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove." Now look at these three things. What is number one? Good. Number two, acceptable, and number three, perfect will of God. So when you talk about God's will, you have the good will of God. You have the acceptable will of God. They call it permissive will. Then you have the perfect will of God. Where glory breaks out, where power is seen, where heaven backs you, is at the level of perfect will, not just good will. Now this we have to do with general plans and individual plans. I will give some examples very quickly. But there's a story of a guy that I want us to look at, and that is, uh, we'll look at the guy called Balaam in a while. Listen. (laughs) Mm. Oh, Jesus, help us. So, good, acceptable, and perfect will. Good, acceptable, and perfect will. Now, the difference this will make can actually kill or make. God said in Mark 16:15 Go into all the world and preach the gospel general goodwill of God God's plan is for us to preach the gospel everywhere but as you grow in the spirit you begin to know you might be sent to Ukraine and not to Ghana when you are saints now the general will is to preach but specifically, God's perfect will for you is to preach, but not in Ghana, but in Ukraine. I get what I'm saying. Rehobunki was sent to Africa. He did not condone one crusade abroad. This was the problem with Apostle Paul. Every time he preached to the Jews, he got into trouble because he was sent to the Gentiles. Even though the Bible said, go preach the gospel to all creation. I am saying that in the general will, there is a the specific way. As Paul was going from city to city preaching, don't worry, you understand where we, got, where we get to Balaam. From city to city preaching, there was a city they wanted to enter to, and the Spirit said, "No, it is not my perfect will that you should preach in this city now." Even though the general will says, "Preach everywhere," do you don't get what I am saying? The Bible says that whatever we desire when we pray, whatever, but there are some things that you start praying for; they are good, but they are not for you. That man can be a godly man, but he might not be your husband. If you make that mistake, you suffer. He's a good man. He's a Christian. And the Bible gives you a license to marry any Christian. But as you begin to pray, God tells you that, no, that one cannot be your husband. It's for someone else. <laughs> Are you following me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Right. Do you know that Christians don't know that you can actually ask God for something and He can give it to you even though it's not his will for your life? What is in Psalm 106? Is it verse 16? Now verse 15. Let's begin to enter into the message. Even though i have just about less than 20 million. Psalm 106. Let me show you something there. Can you see the scripture? See. The church, a lot of preachers, don't talk about things like this again. What is the foundation of Christianity? Prosperity makes us think that anything we can receive and I say you will get into trouble. Now, the Bible says, he gave them their request, but sent leanness to their soul. They got that answer, but that answer killed them. He gave them their request. They forced him. What, this is talking about what happened in the wilderness. Numbers 11. When the people woke up one day and they said they wanted to eat flesh. Say, so we are tired of this manner. And they talk about it so much that God said, Sorry, give me. See, there is. No, there is. My son, I want to give you this gift. Take it. Thank you. <laughs> but there is. You want? Take. This one, the people began to talk about flesh, flesh. We are tired of manna. Ah! God said, you know what? No problem. He said, Moses tell them, they will eat that flesh in abundance. But the Bible says in Numbers 11, why the meat was still in their mouths? The anger of the Lord. This was exactly what happened in 1 Samuel chapter 8. The people started saying to Samuel that we want a king. Ah, Samuel to God and said that they have not rejected you. It is me they have rejected. He said, tell them, king they shall have. But their life will be worse under the kingdom than before the king, he said "Tell them. But he gave them king. Even though in Deuteronomy Num- in the- in chapter 17, God already said that when you get to the land you are going to, you will appoint a king. But there must be a time but out of, they want to, I want to, want to be like other nations, they wanted to be like people around them, they forced Samuel to give them somebody and he gave them Saul and they suffered. What are you asking God? And on what basis are you making the requests you are making? But those ones are just preambles. The story that shows this very well is this. And there is just one theme of what I'm sharing tonight. Never put a comma where God has put full stop. He gave them or sent Linux to them. He can give you that guy. He can give you that job. He can give you that America or Canada. But... At the end of the day, what? Many years ago, a couple located around that. There. There's not, again, There's nothing wrong with location, please. I'm not. I'm just saying. You must get to a point where you follow God's plan, not the trend. After many years, their children and themselves, so they had to come back to Nigeria. One was taken to an asylum, being on drugs, and the other and the mother cried and said that I knew in time that we're not meant to travel. She came back and met all her friends. Now they, those ones, their children have grown up and they were now going to do masters abroad. But they took their own when, when they were young and they entered, all of them, three of them, into drugs, destroyed their own life in America. And she said, this wouldn't have happened if we stay back. But now they came back in shame, put them in asylum and now the friends who couldn't go there then that that time, their own children are now going to do masters. Time and chance. We we'll talk a little more about this on, on, on Sunday by the grace of God. Time. It's one of the things that God has given everybody in equal proportion. The second thing is upon The third thing is life. We we'll talk about all these things. Six elements on Sunday. Just look at it. But I want to show you a guy. Whose story shows this more? And that is Balaam. Brother Balaam in the Bible. Numbers 22. Numbers 22. So you know the story. The Israelites were coming. Balaam was a prophet of God. And Balaam sent a message. I know anybody you curse is curse. Come and help me curse these people. Come and help me curse them. And they said, no problem. Let's go to verse 12. Numbers 22, 12. And God said to Balaam, let's start from 10. From verse 10. And Balaam said to God, "Balak, the son, oh, let's start from 9. <laughs> and God came to Balaam and said, what are these men with thee? So when this king sent a strong, you know, this delegate came, a strong delegation, and they, they sat in the city room. They said, come and help us cause Israel. And Balan went to the room to pray. And he said, God, there are guys, they want me to do something for them. What do you think I should do? And the Bible says, in the night he was praying, God came down and said, who are those guys in your city room? When God asks you a question, truly he's not looking for an answer because he knows everything. His question is to point your attention to something. When he said, Adam, where are thou? It was not a physical location. He was trying to tell you that you are just falling from the spirit realm to the realm. And if you don't know where you are in life, you can never get back to where you should be. In repentance, one of the things the Holy Spirit does is to show you where you are. Let me take, say this to people watching and somebody here. At times, if you cannot recover the last thing that God said to you, you might not say any other thing. The last thing he has told you to do that you have refused to do. Until you go back and do it, you might not say any. God is not a parrot. Are you with me? Sometimes believers receive instruction and they do nothing about it. And because you have forgotten, you think God has forgotten. No, his memory is not like yours. He doesn't forget. Because everything he tells you to do will affect somebody elsewhere, positively or negatively. Everything. Whatever God tells you to do is for it's because it's like a chain reaction. There are many things connected to that one thing that he has asked you to do. Do you know somebody is praying there at night and you are the answer to their prayer? It is true. As they were committing sin, God told Abraham, it will be next 400 years before your disciples come and claim this land. He said, you know what? The iniquity of Amorite is not yet full. In other words, it must get to, I'm looking at the gauge when it gets to a certain level, then I will have the qualification or the justification to deal with them. It hasn't been that level and I can't do anything now. Yeah. So even where God is taking you to, sometimes there might be need for enough time before somebody gets out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. This is why I I don't want to say this so much here. For every pastor preparing himself, there is always one big guy misbehaving. After a while, God turns down his volume, and another church comes up. I can tell the history of church worldwide, I can tell you the history of Nigerian church, I can tell you 25 years ago, the most popular voices in Christianity, and some of them that are nowhere to be found out, they are still alive. Time and chance. This is why God should never be taken for granted. Anyway, so Balaam said to God, Balaam the son of king of Moab has sent unto me saying, come and cause. So he, he told God, he said, Balaam sent them. Balak, Balak. So the prophet was Balaam, the king was Balak. He said, Balak sent them to me. God said, hey. Now verse 12 God said this. Go back to verse and God said to Balaam, thou shalt not go. Now look at these words. Very straightforward, right? Thou shall not go. Thou shall not cause the people for they are blessed. What's the first word there? I need a very lively house. What's the first word there? <laughs> the first instruction, don't go. Go down to verse 22. Go down to verse 22. <laughs> Let's start from 20, or where? maybe 17. And God came down to Balaam at night. This is the second time. And said unto him, if the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. You know what happened? Go to 19. It looks like God is speaking with two. Now, verse 19. Now, therefore, I pray you, 30 years this night, I may know what the Lord will say to me more. <laughs> Are you getting the picture now? Yes, now, when, it, when God said, I shall not go with them, it came out after that, uh, verse 12, and he said, well, God said, I shall not go with you. So they went back to the king. Around verse 15, 16, the king sent more honorable people with bigger gifts. And they came. Remember how direct instruction was. Thou shall not go. When the second group came with heavier money, dollars, pounds, Range Rover Sports, 2022 model. And private jets. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we start on Sunday, all through December, part of it, I'll talk about finance. I'll talk about money. I'll talk about money. And I'll talk about the reason why every Christian must be rich. You know, I said before, one of the things creating tension in marriages, when you are broke, you bring a lot of problems to your marriage. Money should never be left in the hands of ungodly people. Money has power. And money can change history. We are going to get to some things. So you actually think that the white man that claimed that was the first person to climb Mount Everest was the first person to climb it? Even my Manjaro I think the white man claimed that he was the first to climb it. What about local people living in that area? None of them has climbed before. The wisdom of the poor will always die with him. You can discover something a rich man can use money to say discover discovery time. You think all the scientists... Money is changing the old world. For bad. Ah, you want to know how strong this is? Jesus resurrected. Pharisees gave money to the guards to say that his disciples came to st- today. If that thing never happened, probably the whole world would have become Christian by now. People would have believed the testimony of God. More than, disciples will lie for their master. So when you are a disciple, he said that he rose, but the guards are saying that we were dear. He did not rise. They came to steal money. Money. You think the Lola was a bad girl? <laughs> they promised her family. She actually fell in love with something initially. But she saw something. We will journey through the world to understand how this can be. What happened to Judas? And if there is a bit of greed that you don't let the Spirit of God kill, one day Satan will set you up. And it is very easy for you at the little level to say, I don't know why people are doing this or that. I haven't you seen in Nigeria somebody who has used all his life to cause a particular administration? I'm sure now, don't suspect anybody or suspect anybody. <laughs> uh, and the same person is saying that these are the best, these are these, this are the, this is. How many activists are risen in Nigeria who spoke and spoke only for them to enter this place and now they are what's up right now. You know the names. and We are watching this playing out in our... They, no, no, no. See, they, they didn't know what they were saying that time. <laughs> that something can shift you. Except you are rooted in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I think in like three administrations past or some 15-20 years ago, one of our friends' father was saying that they brought about seven and fifty million cash to a city room and left it overnight. He started having visions. <laughs> he told them that I didn't want, but this people, they know how to tempt too well. They will send a soldier. A soldier will always tell you one thing. I obey the last order. They say I should drop this money. He will say, sir, do you have my gas number? Call my Uga. If a guy says I'll come and take it, I will come and take it, but it's not mine. And they are right, that soldier. It's not mine to take back. A guy said, drop it. It's only a guy that can say, okay, bring it by door. He says, so please, sir, uh, while you are calling, we'll just go. The purpose is that the money will spend a night with you. So you in the night you wake up and you are looking at 750 million. You will know that you are capable of dreaming. <laughs> Schools will be flashing before you for your children. Then the pastor will tell you, I have to, what are they asking me to do? Is it, uh, they, uh, they are not asking me to kill people now. Hey, <laughs> hey, you have started. <laughs> I get to what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, the politicians of this world, they are gurus in using money to, that's why they let people, they let people feel hungry, get to the lower states. So when they come to rescue, you have no choice. If you are a prosperous man, you can easily say no to this temptation. Because God has been supplying your needs. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So this next group came. Ah, and Balaam went back to pray. Mistake. Once you have received a word of God about anything, never go back to pray about it again. If you do, you will hear what you should not hear. Are you with me? Once he entered the room again, and it began to go, God just said, if they have come to take you, go with them. But look at the next verse, verse 21. And Balaam rose in the morning, Sadrach and asked, and went with the princes of Moab. Verse 22. And God's anger. Aye. Who told him to go? So there is go and there is go. The Bible says, as soon as he carried his bag, God was like hmm. anger rose in God. Wow. Ah. May the Lord never be angry with any one of us. Amen. As if God stood behind his house and was looking as he was following them. So this is you. But it was God that told him to go. Why God saw his heart, his heart had moved. I am the Almighty, I don't waste time. I just told you yesterday, don't go. Why are you asking me again? When those people enter your shoulders, I'm just telling them. To say, I told you yesterday that God said I should not go. Please, go. I'm not going. But first of all, entertain them. Hey, And then, you can pray about that desire. Even though there is a witness in your spirit that that is not for you, and force God's hand to give it to you. People have entered wrong marriage that, that way. Wrong job. And they will persuade God fast and bribe him with fasting. And seed. When you are desperate enough, the father says, no problem. Go. You know what happened to Balaam eventually? You see, God said go. Then God told him that, only say what I ask you to say there. But he said, I have discovered Once you miss it at that perfect will, uh, you will keep getting it wrong. So when Bala was following them, he told them when he got there, he said, you know what? As soon as he got to the sacrifice, the first thing he announced, he told the king to his face, I am going to only say what God tells me to say, but he he shouldn't have left. But after trying to curse them three times and God did not allow him, he turned away from God and he entered into divination if you are a prophet of God, and the anointing of God is upon you, any spiritual thing you do that is not commanded by the Lord, another spirit will occupy you. So this is why people cannot understand certain people are actually ordained as prophets, yet to see them do something, you know, this is not biblical. No matter, the deeper you go into the realm of the spirit, the more you have to be careful, because once you pray without God in certain arenas, the Realm of the spirits and open them, which another spirit can easily occupy you once you operate outside God. I get what I'm saying. Yes, so, Jesus said, who do men say I am? Peter said, at Christ, the Son, we said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Uh, the Holy God just revealed this to you now. Then Jesus said, I am going to the cross to die. The same minute, then Peter said, just, uh, get behind me, Satan. In three minutes, both Satan and Holy Spirit spoke through one man. This is why your rescue and my rescue is the word of God. I see a lot going on in the Nigerian church that you can tell. That these people, some of them are diabolical, some are not diabolical, some are generally called of God, but they've turned to a lot of things that if you are not careful, and gradually, people have been taken away from the place of the word of God. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Bring the name of your mother-in-law. Bring this name we are praying. Bring it, and you will always fall a victim once you begin to worship your problem. I am 30, now I'm not married. Then somebody will tell you, oh, it's because of, bring this one and, they, and like that. They have told people that their mom was the one, all kinds of things going on. Can a mother be possessed? Yeah, it might be, but not as people say it and and all these things are going on and on and on. And these people are never out of business because there are many gullible Christians that they are playing on. And this is painful. Playing on them, praying on them, taking everything from them. How can a believer be told to pay for prayer? And you are paying. Do you know how many people have told me that before they started coming here? And some, they are not they send me mails. And the prophet said, I should say, once somebody makes a demand, Jesus said, freely you receive. Once a person says, "Eh, you know, and they said, and you, you, and you know, the game never stops. Because they are operating the spirit of divination. Once they start praying for you, the game continues. You will not know when you will lose your soul to them and you won't be able to think. There are Christians who cannot travel from here to Maui without calling the prophets. Say, Baba, we are traveling. Hmm. <laughs> on the way. But I clear it. Go. And then you pay for the transaction. And the Holy ghost lives in you and is wondering. Oh, gal. And once people become religious, they lose their senses. I mean, but just I was talking about the, the last one, they were, they were traveling the bus and the people started praying. Ah, my blood is, everybody said my blood is bitter. In the hand of the mouth of my, my enemy, my blood is bitter. Enemy, enemy, I was saying my blood. Well, Your enemy must taste it to know it's bitter. They don't kill you already. Even if you have said that my blood cannot be touched, I will understand. Your blood is bitter. They cannot sugar to it and still take it. And the people in the bus, everybody. From when I was in Andre Lem, till I left rest of Ibadan, I never joined any of such stupid prayers. I would open my eyes in the bus like this and start. I sat in Kaduna and I would see people. I used to take a bus from Ojo Ibadan to Kaduna and you see people praying. All this prayer out of fear. I mean, I would just say I'd be looking at all of them. Some of them thought I had the spirit, I don't care. <laughs> I was, you know, I would just it's amazing it's amazing, it's amazing dear Lord Jesus don't put comma where God has put full stop don't ask God again for what he has spoken to you about but most importantly begin everything by finding out what is God's will for your life, you can outsmart God you cannot go to where it doesn't want you to go to and expect that things will happen. You don't need to. In the first place, stop suspecting God. You know, I grew up under scripture. You know what I'm saying? In those days, not scripture, you know, not that the adultery was this. I'm about to say, but some brethren among us just had that thing of telling people that anything God will must be very bitter. So many of us were afraid of asking God. Till I got to the about that, I was still afraid of asking God for a wife. Because something told me that He will say one ugly sister that you will not like, that that is the one. Do you not know unconsciously, there are many believers. You just think that once you ask God, if you have all your plans intact to go to Canada, for instance, if God ever says to you, don't go to Canada, you will make fortune here. And you know what? Once you obey God, Canada will now open. After some years, you decide that you can go in and out anytime. See, the blessing is not to relocate. The blessing is to have you not to live anywhere at any time. That's prosperity. When you can eat breakfast in Germany and dinner in France. Hallelujah. A man told his wife, promised her and they did that. Breakfast. You know, wealth has dimensions. Yes, sir. I don't know whether Cyrus or what's the name of this place. They say it's the most expensive supermarket in the whole world. How many of you have heard about it before? What's the name? What's the exact name? It sounds like Cyrus. I don't know. I've never been there. So. <laughs> they said it's the most expensive... What's the name? Cyprus. Uh-huh. Cyprus. That is the most expensive market in the world. And one day, so you, if you go there, you must be a billionaire. Now, if you spend naira, you go there. Well. <laughs> because even those who spend dollars, they breathe when they go there. Now, when you go to... There with a that has no value. You have, so, and I was told it was a great man of God that was saying this. A person came there and ordered chauffeur for seven days non-stop. And when everything was ready, the person attended to him said that, we need to get you a cargo plane that will help you take your load But It's one of these Arab princes. And he said that, that is an insult. Me, cargo plane carrying my load. He said, go and buy four brand new planes and remove their seats and put my goods inside. Now that is money. To <laughs> so go home. Four new planes will carry, just to go home. Now I have seen somebody else who bought a car, maybe worth 25 million, just to carry the coffee that will carry his mom. He did not buy. Now when you buy a car to use, a nice car, 30 million to use, we'll say you are rich. Aye, but if your purpose of it is just to carry caskets. Of somebody that maybe is. Maybe don't know <laughs> <no>. whatever. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Said, now when they thought they had seen it all, one man went to the owner of Cyprus and asked the guy, I want to buy Cyprus. And the owner told him that, what I need. Mean? So you think I'm a poor person. The man said, you don't understand what I'm saying. Name any price. I will not negotiate. That is wealth. See, no matter how rich you are, if they tell you that, you will shake a little. When a person says, I want to buy everything here, Tell me any amount and I will not price it. <laughs> you know, there are some people listening to you. If they cost something five nera, you will still price. She go buy three nera. No matter what. <laughs> you, no matter what. <laughs> some guys are like that. They go to a shopping mall, like, bro, where the price on it? And they are still asking the person. Sorry. In Nigeria was this sorry. He can't to reduce. And we're not looking at it like this. Don't understand where you are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? If God tells you anything, anything, God will not bring to you someone that you don't love to marry. God will give you a woman or a man that will satisfy you more than any choice you can make by yourself. Don't be afraid of asking God for His will. If you have a job offer of $2 million per month and God tells you to go for the one that is 700000 per month, just wait for six months you will understand why. This one might be on his way to crashing and this one might job. God will never, you can never, you can never regret any choice. When it comes from God, you can never regret it. It's impossible. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We give you praise. Do you know there are many people who live day in, day out. They never bother themselves about God's plan for their lives. Many Christians. That's why many are suffering. Jesus wants to make something great out of your life. But you must surrender to him. You must let him be the driver, driving this thing called life. Not to driving and turning the Lord to any corner you feel like you should go to. Let him lead you. But remember where I started from. If you don't pray about certain things about your life, you won't hear what God is saying. This marriage, why don't you bring it before God and ask him? Lord, what do I do? What about this job? You have spoken to pastor and prophet. When will you really speak to God? When will you sit down, maybe half of a whole day, switch off your phone and say, Dear Lord, it's been some years now, no job. Is there something you are saying that I'm not getting? Has he ever told you why you are the last born? There are no accidents in God. Just let that be the foundation on which you stand. Why are you the first born? Why are you the second born? Every child sent to God, there's a statement of God on your head on what you are supposed to do. And many people are connected to what you are supposed to do. Why did you marry very early? Why your colleagues were were still waiting? You got married before everybody? Or why are you not yet married? The way God has positioned life, some will move into things very fast. Some will not. So people never failed once in school, but their own failure started after school. They were not meant to face any challenges in school. While well, some people will struggle all through school, it will look as if they will never graduate. But the day they march out of that school, it's as if all level open on them. I have been out of UI for about 16 years and I've seen this play out in several and over again. The unlikely guys in our department, the landly guys in our class, classes. Some of them are the ones shaking world outside now. There's one I see in America at their highest level. Different things. One of the last uh, 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 stop that Obama did when he was speaking, the soldier that was standing behind me was my class rep in school. Now he flies war jet and everything. The way he rose very fast going to America. God has a plan for everybody. Everybody. If you can just let him. That's why we should pray about those plans. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Shall we rise? Is someone blessed tonight? When we say, Lord, we surrender in the place of worship, it's just not a mere word coming from our mouth. No. It's the declaration of the state of our heart to God. We mean what we say. His plans are the most important thing to us. They are the most important things to us. Nothing else. Nothing else. I want to be where you are. I just want to follow you. Lift up your hands and just give him praise. Just worship him. Ask him to direct you. Ask him to lead you. I want to be where you are I want to be where you are That's the only part I know in the song Jesus we thank you Father if there are people here tonight who have deviated from your plan In your mercy bring them back to the right path Show us your way Lord and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.